Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, Blue Shirt Breakaway fans. We're welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. Greg is uh, calling in from the Google Hangouts phone once again, and he will be driving around during this podcast. Who's excited for that? I am. <laughs> Greg, say hello. <laughs> I can't tell anyone where I'm going, though. It's a secret. It's a, it's a very tief. Uh, you're going to a Ranger team meeting in Georgia? Uh, I'm going to watch game two of Penguins uh, Lightning, actually. Oh, okay. That makes sense. A little bit of hockey. You're going to switch back and forth from uh, that and the uh, Steph Curry OKC showdown? See, I'm going to be watching the game with Penguins fans, so I have a feeling we're only going to be watching mm. hockey. Okay, no, that makes sense. And this is a this is a hockey podcast, so we wouldn't talk about NBA anyway. But that game's going to be <laughs> both, both those games are going to be very good. Uh, and this we, is an NHL podcast, so we only talk about hockey. I in was the Mets. just about to say that we only talk about hockey in the Mets. Um, <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit of Ranger news. There's actually news this week, unlike last week when we argued about food for this, that entire time, right? Uh, hey, we also we talked a lot about the Mets too. We that, did. We talked about a lot of things. We did. Uh, getting swept by the Rockies this week, and uh, no, never mind, never mind. Um, <laughs> so, you ready? You ready for this pronunciation of, of mine? You excited for this? I'm ready. I'm ready for it to be wrong. Pavel Buchnevich. Did I nail it? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it, I've always thought it's Buchnevich. Okay, so. The Russian pronunciation is a little harder. I watched the the video where they called his name out, and I I could never try that, so I'm gonna give it Buchnevich for now. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'll give it to you. That's where I'm going for it. So the Rangers signed him to a three year deal for uh, almost uh, the entry level deal for nine hundred twenty five thousand. Uh, he'll be coming over here on June fifteenth. Uh, he's excited that Chris Kreider speaks Russian, and his favorite player is Henrik Lundqvist. What else do we need to know, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's great that Chris Kreider speaks Russian. Now we just got to figure out if Chris Kreider is actually going to be on the hockey team. That was going to be my next question. Does, does this affect Chris Kreider in any way? No, uh, completely independent. That's, it would be ludicrous to only keep Kreider because he knows Russian. You keep Kreider because you think he's either a part of the solution down the road or you get rid of Kreider because you can get assets back for him that will be part of the solution down the road. That's correct. Um, that's just a nice storyline if that did happen. But I, I, I obviously am a big Chris Kreider fan, and I hope he stays on this team. But I do believe uh, there's a good chance he's not here, which is, makes me very sad. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I've made my opinions perfectly clear about Kreider. Have over... you, though? Have you? Have you said how you really feel? <laughs> you know, I think I have. Oh, okay. That's fair. Um, there are two Rangers that have been reported not to be uh, not to be resigned so far, and that's obviously one of them being Eric Stahl 
and the other being Dominic Moore. And you know what? I'm going to miss Dom Moore. He, uh, he brought a lot to this team. A lot of character. Yeah, yeah, but with as much money as this team has already on the payroll and as much money as they need to clear, uh, Dom Moore was a luxury they just couldn't afford anymore. I totally understand. And having Dom Moore around was nice, especially because his, uh, his face-off percentage was, was probably one of the best in the team, and he ended up taking a lot of very important face-offs throughout the years when he was here and uh, has a great charity and all that. But it's, it sucks to see him go, but that's the way uh, salary cap hockey is, right? Yeah, and you, you can't be totally angry about losing fourth line centers. No, you you not never how the NHL works. You just get attached to guys sometimes, and I think Don Moore is one of those really nice, uh, nice players who really shows personality on the ice. And uh, it just sucks to lose guys like that. That's it. I'm sure we'll replace him. <laughs> well, we have to. Sure, we have to. I, sure. I would say that. So let's talk a little bit more about Pavel Buchnevich before we move on to uh, whatever else that we're going to talk about, right? So mm. pa- Pavel's coming over here. Uh, he just finished his ELC, right? From the he's play, he was playing in the Russian league, and he was playing on the worst team over there, and he got traded to the uh, the best team over there, where he wasn't really playing as many minutes, but he was still playing okay. I think that's one of the reasons he's decided to come over here in the first place. He, he finally feels he's ready, and he uh, he wants to actually prove himself in the NHL. He has a lot of different uh, comparisons to because uh, I can't I can't pronounce anything, Greg. Kuznetsov, yeah, Kuznetsov, who plays for the Capitals, that's correct? That is correct. Uh, He's probably a a light version of him, and he's probably going to take like two to three years to really uh, show his skills in the NHL. That being said, you know what what I'm going to say? I'm going to go on a side rant real quick. My friend who listens to this podcast calls me out so bad on me saying that being said and I'm so sorry to our listeners I've been trying to get rid of that habit of saying that being said but I just did it again so I'm just calling I'm just, call, just calling myself out right now just you know just saying I'm a terrible host uh that being said that 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 all being said uh Tez uh Bucinovic is probably not the best defensive player and that's something that's going to be worked on so he can officially become a two-way player when he gets over here but he is a playmaker and he is a scorer and that's kind of what the rangers need at this point in time yeah and the rangers need cheap depth uh cheap depth with high upside more specifically especially considering they don't exactly have what one would consider a deep and well-nourished farm system uh i don't think there's any reason that Buknovich's first year couldn't be an improvement over, say, Kevin Hayes or Oscar Lindbergh, but if you're expecting him to immediately slide into a top six forward position as soon as he comes in, I think you're, you got your head in the clouds. You're thinking best case scenario. I definitely think he's that kind of player in the long run. By year three of this contract, I would certainly hope that Buknovich is on the top six somewhere and contributing 20-plus goals a season and so on and so forth. But out of the gates, you got to have modest expectations. Oh, for certain. And uh, he's going to be kind of like Chris Tapps Porzingis on the Knicks when he comes over. Everyone's going to get super excited about him, and Chris Tapps put up the numbers, and I'm pretty sure Pavel will put up some, some nice goals himself. But it's going to take time for him really to adjust. It's a whole different game. There's a different rink size and everything. And uh, he's, he's kind of a scrawny guy, honestly. He's got to put some muscle on. He's still got a lot of growing to do. Uh, I don't know if you saw the picture of him in the hospital, but he's, he's, he's got, like, no muscle on his chest. He's kind of a scrawny dude. He, he's a beast on the boards, but, man, he's going to get beat up a little bit when he first gets here. Yeah, he's young. He'll grow. It'll be fine. 
He'll be fine. But man, I will tell you right now, if Pavel Bust is a prospect, oh, we are we are in for some nice trouble in in Rangers Town. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he won't bust year one. Oh, I mean, the odds of him busting year one are low because that's, that's fair. You just gotta have realistic expectations. I think if you're expecting him to have a 50 plus point season year one, uh, you're crazy. I, I just don't see it happening. I think him being a useful contributor on the third line with occasional looks top six, depending on injuries and performance, and, you know, 40-point season? Am I asking too much for a 40-point season? Maybe. I think maybe, but Somewhere it's in there. 30, 30, 35 points, a nice 15-goal season. I think that's realistic for a third liner. That's fair, and... uh I would love that, to be honest. It, it sucks. I would love it if he was paired with Anthony Duclair. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that hurts. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, that hurts. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you did that to yourself. I didn't set you up. On no, I, I, you know, on this podcast and when we, you and I talk, I just really like to bring myself down to earth. I like to, uh, <laughs> yeah, I like to insult myself, and uh, I also like to say how bad I am at pronouncing names, and I like to think about how we didn't trade Keith Yandel at the deadline. And I'm so mad about it. I don't know what's happening, but it sounds like there's a banshee. Is there a banshee in the background? <laughs> I had to open my, the door to my house, which is very squeaky. Okay, I, I feel like your house might be haunted, and it's full of ghosts. Now that we've gotten this far, be. Greg, do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> uh, I don't, actually. Okay. I, I, really, I really don't. And it, you know what? It helps me sleep at night. Oh, that's good, because you, you're not scared of any, uh, any boogie-woogies coming in and... Uh, and haunted your dreams. That's very nice. No boogie woogie. I, I, I can literally hear you getting into the car. So, that's the, <laughs> so that, this is uh, this is the part of the podcast where Greg gets in the car and goes drives to watch hockey. I'm glad that everyone's listening. Uh, I have a I have a very strong feeling I won't be posting this one on Reddit, and I will be posting. And uh, what? Oh, I'll post Why it on. Why posting this one on? Yeah, what the hell are you talking about? I guess I will. I guess I will. It's gonna be an incredibly what? short podcast. Like what, twenty minutes? What do we also have to talk about? Anything else you want to mention today? We talked about Pavel and. Uh, Guys, we're not going to well, resign no, here. I, I guess. I guess the next question is the other storyline out there. Speaking of making uh, Book's life easier once he gets to New York, is the talk of the Rangers adding a Russian league veteran, or either in the NHL or the KHL, to help ease Pavel into United States living. And I guess what we need to talk about is if you think that's necessary. I personally, I wouldn't do it to compromise. Um, anyone else's position on the Rangers. Like, I wouldn't bring a buddy in for Pavel just so he has someone to talk to. If you can find a player either currently in the KHL that wants to make the jump to the NHL or an NHL veteran that's available and improves the team, I'm all for it. But I would be all for it if he was any kind of nationality, not just Russian. Um, I think the talk of needing to bring in a Russian specifically for Pavel is a a bit ridiculous. I mean, it's it's New York. If you're that worried about it, move his entire family to the United States or something like that. I don't think you need to create a roster spot specifically for a Pavel friend. That that to me does not feel like appropriate and proper roster construction in my mind. I, I could be wrong. You could completely disagree. I don't completely disagree, but oh, well, actually, I, I completely agree with you. That isn't going to happen here. Uh, I think this team still thinks that they're in cup, cup contention. 
Uh, I think as long as Henrik, Henrik Lundqvist is around, they want to go as far as they can. And I don't think they're going to waste a, a roster spot. And I say this knowing that we gave Tanner Glass three years. Three years, $1.2 million a year, right? Uh, so I, I don't think there's a way we bring this any kind of translator or kind of ease veteran player in for Pavel just yet. It just doesn't seem to make sense for this team. We Unless have- it makes the team better. If it makes the team better and you – Basically, if you find a top six forward available on the cheap, that's Russian. Yeah. But wouldn't you do that anyway? Like, I don't see the need to do it just because Pavel's coming over from the KHL. I think that's just a misuse of resources. You got to improve the team. I don't really care how you do it. I don't care if he's Russian, Czech, Slovakian, uh, from Belarus or Poland. I don't care. If the player makes the Rangers better, do it. If he happens to be Russian, that feels like two birds in one stone. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't make a move specifically for a Russian, is I guess what I'm trying to say. I, uh, I totally agree. And by the way, Tanner Glass makes $1.4 million. I just wanted to correct myself there. So, I, and I would be very surprised if Tanner Glass was on the Rangers roster come training camp. And I think we, we've said that before. I think Rick Nash is one of the people we don't expect to be on this team anymore. And I think Tanner Glass is, uh, you know what? I actually expect Tanner to be on this team. Perfectly honest. I think AVU lets him ride it out. Yeah, well, Tanner Glass is the herpes you can ever cure. So. Yeah, it's, 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 that's his official nickname, correct? <laughs> I don't know about the, official. The herpes you by can way, never Tanner, cure. If you ever want to come on the podcast, by all means. Oh, I would love to have Tanner on this podcast. He would rip me a new one, and I would love it. Yeah. Tanner, I love you. When I say something like that, it comes from a place of love. It's just because I right? want you to score more goals, like like four. Yeah. <laughs> like a total of four. And being a well, – I can't really complain about Tanner this year. I mean, he's not, you, not a great player, but he, you, he did play better this year. Who do you take in a fight, Tanner Glass or Rogan Odor? Oh, man. That is a tough one. I got to take Glass because he does it all the time. Odor, like, Bats wasn't ready for that punch, but he got a bad – that was a Canelo-like punch. That, here's the thing. Joey Betts should have been ready for that punch because it was a dirty fucking slide, and then he stands up and gets in Odor's face. There's nothing cheap shot about a guy clocking you when you come straight to the guy. That's not a cheap shot. Oh, That's I, didn't, I didn't think it was a punch. sucker punch or a cheap shot at all. I thought that was a very yeah. clean, we're going to fight punch. But uh, I was listening to the very wonderful Bill Simmons and uh, Mike the Mad Dog. Oh, sorry, not Mike. Mike Francesa, not Mike Mad Dog. Oops. My, yeah, what Fra- are you talking about? Yeah, right. Francesa and, uh, and Simmons were talking about the fights today. They, were, they couldn't think of a time there was ever a cleaner hit in baseball. And I kind of have to agree. That was one of the cleanest punches I've ever seen. And Joey Bats wasn't even mad about it after the game. Uh, I put it up there when um, a young Kyle Farnsworth, like, speared and elbowed Paul Wilson right in the face back in the day. Oh, man. Uh, and I think I, I, when, when we post this tomorrow, in the comments, I will post the clip of Farnsworth just laying out Paul Wilson for the world to see. That's what it reminded me of. Um, I, I got to tell you, my, I, this is going to be our quick aside. My favorite parts of that fight has to be Odor after landing the punch Slapping Joey Bats with his glove because his glove is still on. Uh, it's the Ranger fans chanting USA, USA for a fight involving a Venezuelan and a Dominican. <laughs> and and nobody, and I mean nobody, fucking with Adrian Beltre. Nobody. Nobody. And, he, and I think Bats was kind of woozy after that punch. Beltre kind of looked like he was holding him up, right? 
if, By if the way, Adrian Beltre wasn't mention, there to hold Joey Betts up, I think that eventually goes to a knee. We should mention, people who don't uh, watch baseball, uh, someone got punched directly in the face over the weekend, and you very much easily we go- will, Google it. Well, we, I, will also post, we will post that link as well in the Reddit comments. I'm sure most of you listening to this know exactly what that is. Um, yes. But uh, it was it was quite... I, I couldn't believe it when it happened. We, we watched it 15 minutes right after it happened, and we, we, we replayed it like six or seven times because it was just so incredible. We watched it with both broadcasters announcing. And by the way, uh, the, the Blue Jay announcers were, were totally non-biased and very, like, uh, stand-back-ish when they were announcing the whole thing. The Texas guys were like, yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> it well, was... here's my other thing. If you're the Blue Jays and you're like, all right, they tagged our guy. Now I got to tag the guy back. Why are you picking Prince Fielder? Oh, the guy Why is, is he the guy, like, if I'm going to pick a fight right now, let me get the big fat vegan and see what I can do with him. Oh, no. and, and Fielder's awful he'll, this he'll year. He'll kill you. What? He'll kill you. Yeah, also, it's a one-run game, and also, that guy's going to strike out. He can't hit anything. He's batting 198 for the year. He's terrible. He's that's, lost it all. That's my thing. When, when the Mets played the Dodgers last week, before, you know, the Rockies just crushed my soul over the weekend. Yeah, they really did. Uh, the, the, the big talk, shut up. The big talk. How the fucking race doing, you dip, dipshit? Uh, under 500, baby. <laughs> yeah, so back off. We're still five games over 500. We're fine. It's not a big deal. We got the Nationals starting tomorrow. You, you, you made me go on the side. I did. The Mets-Dodgers series, everyone was like, ah, this is it. We're going to get back at Utley. Uh, sure, if the opportunity presented itself, let's peg Utley square in the eye. I'm completely fine with that. However, the Dodgers are batting him leadoff. And every single one of those Mets-Dodgers games was a two- or three-run ball game. And I'm not, I'm not going to put a guy on base for free in a tight ball game on the road when you're playing the Dodgers. It's just not worth it. I, I, no. There will be other times throughout the course of the year, I'm sure, where the Mets can get one back on Utley, if need be. You know what else is pretty great revenge? Beating the Dodgers, which is what the Mets did in the NLDS. Yeah. I don't need blood. I, I We beat the Dodgers. Like, fuck Utley. It didn't hurt the Mets. We went to the World Series, and they were playing golf by mid-October. So the, I don't need blood. It is weird I'm that good. the Mets are in, are in third place in your division right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the Phillies are in second with a minus 30 run differential. Incredible. Is, that's incredible. They're 14-3 and three in one-run games. It's actually... The Phillies replayed all these games over again. They're more likely to be what six, seven games under 500 than a game out of first place. Wow, your division is really tight. The Marlins are only two games back too. Damn, that's insane. Well, the Phillies, the Phillies are going to fall off. That's true. I think the Marlins are going to be a little feisty all year, but only to the point where they win like 83 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, the Mets and Nationals are going to win 90 games this year each. I don't know who wins the division. Yeah. I don't know who's going to be a wild card team, but. I think both the Mets and the Nationals are 91 teams right now. My dog is going to start barking now because, you know, we're podcasting. So What up, artist? What up, artist? Oh, I can tell. I can tell. I should tell uh, the fans my, my dog story real quick. I know everyone's excited for this. Right. I, yeah, uh, this was pertinent about a month ago. And yeah, then, I should have told I this. Why didn't tell right, like three weeks ago. Uh, so I adopted my dog. He was tied to a tree for like three years, and someone brought him into a shelter, and we ended up adopting him. He's a little cocker spaniel. And, uh,. Uh, his name, when we got him, his name was Prince. So I named him Artist. So he's the artist formerly known as Prince. Everyone roll your eyes. Everyone do it. 
I'll laugh yeah, myself. If anyone ever thought Ryan was a hipster, at least they now have confirmation of the fact. Listen, I love food, and I love Prince. What do you want me to tell you? Uh, I don't know. Purple rain. That's life. Uh, that is life. <laughs> have we gone long enough? Is this 20 minutes? Uh, yeah, I think this is a 20-minute pod. Do we? I can, go well, temp, I can go 10 more minutes about literally anything if you want to do that. Well, I mean, this is pretty good timing. I'm about to uh, dial, your, dial your phone again for the third time this podcast. <laughs> dial my phone? What are you talking about? I, what happened? You, you've hit the dial tone like three times during the podcast. I have not. My phone is locked and in my lap, so that's I don't a, know what you're talking that's about. That's incredible. You can listen to the footage. I have it recorded. Huh. Um, well, but yeah. I'd just like to say if Dan Pfeiffer from Keeping It 1600 can call in on a podcast, so can I. Okay, that's good. That's good. So sorry, guys. This is like a super short episode. We were gonna have a, we were gonna have a special beat writer guest on, but she's gonna come on next week because uh, she got food poisoning today. So I hope she feels better. I'm, I'm just saying we were supposed to have her on two weeks ago, and she didn't then either. I'm still. I don't know if she's a real person. Uh, uh, she's she's going through some stuff, mostly graduating. So you know, that's kind of tough. College, college. Am I right? Yeah, college. Those are the days. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone out there, don't go to college. That's my rules. Anyway, everyone have a good week. Uh, This has been a crappy podcast. Hope you guys come back next week. We'll talk uh, some more uh, NHL playoffs and all that junk. Oh, actually, before we go, let's talk a little bit of NHL playoffs. Uh, So Ben Bishop's not playing in this game tonight, right? Uh, Yeah, I don't think so. I think he's still day-to-day. Okay, that's uh, that's what I expected. I think the Penguins are pretty much going to come back and win this series. I think it'll end up being like 4-2 Penguins. I think the Lightning take another game. But I know Stamkos is practicing right now, and he's in a jersey, but I don't think he's going to end up playing either. Ooh, I see. I'm expecting Stamkos to play. Oh, tonight? Is he going to play? Let's check right now. Stamkos. He's, he's been practicing in uh, full participant in practice. I don't know why he wouldn't play. Uh, according to, he is out tonight, according to ESPN. Ah, well, they've never been wrong before. Nope, never ever. Uh, so that, no, all right, so, so Stamkos being I, I'm expecting, but just to keep it short, because I do have to run. Okay. Uh, I'm expecting... The Penguins to win the night, the Penguins to win the series, and I'm still going with the Penguins-Blues Stanley Cup. And the Blues will win it in four games. Perfect. <laughs> I think the Penguins are going to lift the cup. I know uh, that makes you angry. Uh, I, I kind of at least like Phil Kessel, I guess. I don't know. I love Phil Kessel. Yeah. All right, that makes you feel okay. No, it doesn't. I lied. I'm saying no, this doesn't. just to make myself feel better. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, I just yelled into a podcast mic, and we're going. Greg, I'll see you later, man. We'll have, we'll have a better, longer podcast next week, possibly with a guest. We promise. Who knows? We don't promise anything. So take, that, take that back. Uh, I do not. All right. Sounds good. Off-season podcast. This is what they are. Enjoy, everyone. Talk to you later. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.